Are you ready to turbocharge your financial IQ? Hey friends, my name is Murray Miller and I want to welcome you and your family to the Family Business Podcast where every episode is designed to keep you focused and on track to live a life free of financial stress, worry and fear. Would you like to know the exact powerful money strategies that not only our immediate family has implemented, but also our extended family of thousands and thousands of people around the world? Well, then let's get on with it and let's begin building a financial wall around your family. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. I am excited, excited, excited today. I'm going to be sharing some thoughts about financial genius and I think that this is a topic that we can all relate to in one way or another but before I get started let me tell you next week this is the last week of July and next week we are headed out Susan and I are heading on a plane down to Charlotte North Carolina where we're going to meet up with a bunch of our teammates we're going to get together for three or four days we're going to be setting plans and goals um, and we're just so excited that we're going to be getting together personally with people. Our, our uh, brand partner is going to be uh, doing a virtual event at the same time. And we're bringing in leadership from our team from all over the country. People are coming from California. People are coming from Texas, from Ohio, from up here in New England, from down in Florida, from everywhere to be at this event and we couldn't be more excited. We get to see our daughter. She's going to share the stage with us. Um, There's going to be a handful of our new people there that are just up and coming leaders. So we're really, really excited about this and it just got my juices flowing to talk about financial genius. I'm going to be talking about residual income strategies and residual wealth um, on my portion of the uh, event when I'm on stage and I'm also going to be hosting a uh, a panel which is going to be really exciting too and we're going to get deep into stuff but for today our topic is financial genius and that is the ability to make money to keep money that's already been made and to make even more money I mean is financial genius a category that belongs alongside maybe a visionary genius of like an Einstein or the leadership genius of a Lincoln maybe Um, Is it being successful as a business person? Uh, Is that as a significant accomplishment? Um, Maybe. Or being an artist like a a Da Vinci or a statesman or a communicator like Winston Churchill. Is financial genius the same? Perhaps we have to conclude that financial genius, the genius of making money that is, maybe a more ambiguous category than some of the others that I've already mentioned. But there are certainly some strong arguments to take it very seriously. I mean, our definition of genius after all is the ability to easily do something that others find difficult. Making money is something that comes easily to some people, but not to most. And making a lot of money, well, it doesn't come easy to many people at all. I think one financial genius that I'd like to just mention today is a guy that I've read all his books and followed him for a long time. Is a guy by the name of Peter Lynch. If you don't know who Peter Lynch is, he built the Magellan Fund into the world's largest mutual fund. So this is an investment vehicle that probably made more millionaires, thousands and thousands of people became millionaires with this particular mutual fund investment. When Fortune Magazine named Peter Lynch to their Business Hall of Fame, his induction was accompanied by this statement. 
This is what he said. It is not for business people to amass great wealth. It is not enough to lead great enterprises. They must have changed the world around them for the better, and that certainly is what Peter Lynch did. This is an important principle that ought to be included in any definition of financial genius. I mean, let's take a look at Peter Lynch's credentials, first of all. He's the most successful money manager in history. In 13 years, he built the Fidelity Magellan Fund from a tiny little institution, which, tiny in comparison, guys, you gotta put this in perspective, it had assets of about $20 million. And he built that into the world's biggest mutual fund worth more than $13 billion. And he did that from 1977 to 1990. He gave his investors a total return of 2,800% during that time. And when he retired in 1990, he was, I think, 46 years old. He had outperformed every other mutual fund manager for 13 years straight that he was doing that. Can you imagine? I mean, that's a record that will probably never be matched. Peter Lynch's connection to the financial markets had always been linked to his domestic and family life, his family concerns. And uh, I think you'll find this interesting. His father was uh, a mathematics professor at Boston College, right up here where I grew up. He died when, um, when Peter was just 10 years old. And uh, to help earn money for his family, Lynch started caddying at a golf course near his house, starting at the age of 11. So most of the conversations he was hearing from the golfers that were on this exclusive course were, guess what, about money and about the stock market. So he eventually was able to get a, a, a scholarship to Boston College, and that scholarship was, funny enough, was earmarked for former caddies. And that's exactly what he had done, so, you know, his entire youth. So he had been around it, and it's, you know, the company you keep, right? It just so happened that one of his regular golfers was the president of one of the Fidelity Funds. And he suggested that Peter apply for a summer job during college at Fidelity. And that obviously was the start of something very big for him. Fidelity, it was big for them. The investors, it was big for them. The remarkable thing is Peter Lynch had no magic formula for financial success. It wasn't like written in stone. This is like he followed some kind of uh, you know, book strategy. He relied hundred percent on intuition, on trend spotting, on a careful investigation of the companies that his fund would invest in. There's a lot of lessons that you can learn from this and we're going to unpack this in just a second. His success was grounded by fundamentals. So this is this, the way the story goes is he would never invest in any company. He would never commit one single dollar before he would actually visit the company. He visited every company that he invested in. So our topic in today's podcast on this episode is dealing directly with something that concerns all of us, money. You know what this podcast is about. And I love this topic because it drives me, it gets my juices flowing, it gets me excited. You know, it's valuable and it's important to connect with the power of um, visionary genius or with the creative energies that you may have ignored. Um, f- very few of us ignore money. I mean, it's impossible sort of to in- ignore money completely. 
all of us have financial obligations, um, you know, as well as hopes and dreams for financial success and financial freedom. And because of these realities, you know, I want to finish this podcast episode with some attention to what we might call the opposite of financial genius. Because if we know what we're not supposed to do, it can get us closer to what we are supposed to do. And it's not really lack of intelligence or clear thinking, but it's a tendency that has led millions of people into a cleverly constructed money trap. And what I'm referring to is the problem of debt, especially so you know so-called unsecured debt. I'm not necessarily talking about mortgage debt, which, by the way, houses. You know, it's been said that houses were created by the banks so they could loan us money for something that they could be that they'd have collateral with, and it kind of makes sense if you dig into that a little bit. Maybe that's another podcast episode. But I will tell you that um, we all have debt. We all have consumer debt, we all have credit card debt, and there's certainly uh, a chance that, you know, maybe this is not a huge issue in your life. But for those that it is, and frankly, it's most of us, it needs to be addressed before the opportunities of financial genius can really open up for you. And there's no doubt that, like I said, this is a big issue for a lot of people. Um, on an individual level, credit spending seems to be similar to uh, deficit spending by the government. Both involve going into debt and paying interest to service that debt. So you borrow, you pay it back, and you pay it back with interest. And many times you pay more than the principal that you actually borrow. So there's no doubt about it. Um, this is the opposite of financial genius. So as a first step, towards financial genius, I want you just to start a war with debt. I want you to go to war every day and take action to reduce the level of debt in your life. And then keep it from going back up once you reduce it. This is one of the very first agenda items that I discuss with all of my students, all of my clients, all of my team members when we're building a residual wealth strategy. You have to eliminate debt and you have to do it aggressively. Then we can follow the example of the financial geniuses like a Peter Lynch, both financially and personally, in personal terms. I, what's that to me? That's pay yourself first. Don't be in such a hurry to, uh, to create wealth overnight. It doesn't have to be the Las Vegas type wealth or, you know, the, you hear about these people that made huge fortunes in cryptocurrency these days or they're TikTok stars or they're influencers and they're, they're you know, they're, or they're, they're artists that are music, musical artists, etc. that just are making bank overnight. That's not for most people. And if you're in that category that you have that special talent, God bless you. Good. You can, you can do it that way. But for most of us that are doing this, you know, from, from the standpoint of an ordinary person, you have to pay yourself first. Don't take on that additional debt. Pay down your debt as, as actively as you possibly can and have an action plan whenever you take on debt on how you're going to pay it off. There are no magical formulas. You just have to be consistent. And sometimes it feels like a grind, but that grind is going to turn into a groove and that groove is going to turn into a system and that system is going to turn into wealth over time. And I, I really believe you know, when you're building your career or your side hustle, and if you've listened to this podcast, you know that I'm a big proponent of a side hustle to, to build a residual income in the same way that you build your investments. 
and a lot of the people I work with, it's not just a big lump sum upfront amount that we're going to invest in something and hope that it you know increases in value. It's 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 a it's a monthly amount that you're putting away every single month to build your portfolio, to build your wealth. And nowadays, with the with the financial instruments that are available to us, it can be done successfully with tremendous tax strategies. And that's what's so exciting about uh, you know the way that you can build wealth if you concentrate on it and pay yourself first and pay down your debts. So by emphasizing on these fundamentals and by paying attention to what's going on out there, like what is hot right now, what's selling, what's not selling, what's what's going on in the world around you. Most importantly, don't let these financial issues that you're having in your life distract you from focusing on areas in your other life, which is your personal life. There's got to be a balance between the two. So even though this podcast and, and this episode of this podcast is talking about money and financial genius, I want you to know you have to balance it. And if you can't balance it, you become lopsided in an area and, it, and it's, it's not even going to matter. You don't want to become obsessed with this. You just want to have a system in place that you know is on automatic pilot that is going to work for you. This is an area that I always focus on when I'm training. I'm going to be training on that uh, you know, next week in Charlotte. I'm going to be talking about that on stage. I'm going to be talking to people personally about that. People on my team, friends, family, people that I know, they're going to be having uh, the opportunity to learn from me these strategies that I've been able to put in place to become completely debt-free and have a you know a very very healthy residual income you know high six figures that is allowing me to live a lifestyle of freedom and 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 giving me the opportunity to focus on the other things in my life that are just as important so in short financial genius is knowing the importance of money not minimizing it but not magnifying it either you know, as Peter Lynch said in his book, over time, there are going to be recessions, stock market declines, and layoffs. Just like if you go to Minnesota in January, you're going to know up front it's going to be cold. But you don't panic when the thermometer falls. You know the spring is still coming. So you got to know there's going to be ups and downs, and you're going you're gonna to push through them. I am literally thrilled and extremely passionate that I can help set up my friends and family and teammates and my clients for long-term sustainable residual income. I have no problem following the clear pathway of people like a Peter Lynch or a Warren Buffett that have gone before us and shown us how this is done. The idea of growing financially free over time through consistency and good money habits is a blueprint that I can certainly get behind. And I only work with a handful of people at a time because this is not something that, you know, that I do haphazardly. I'm very, very serious about this when I take on someone to help them with this. I work one-on-one with people that I coach. And, uh, you know, when you're ready to set up your blueprint, I'll be here. You know, I'll be here. I'll be available to answer your questions and get help get you started. But until then, get yourself balanced. Pay yourself first. Do the things that you, you've heard me talk about that are going to make such a huge difference in your life. And, you know, I love the fact that you're here, you're listening, you're subscribing, and you're, you're, you're telling people about this podcast because if it can help someone the way that it's helping you, that's just paying it forward, and I do appreciate that. So in, <laughs> until next time, this has been Murray Miller, and I look forward to seeing you on the other side. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Family Business Podcast. 
If you'd like to learn more about how you can join our growing family and begin implementing the success principles to building a financial wall around your family, you can go to the familybusiness.info forward slash call and you can schedule a call with us because we have saved a spot at the table for you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your family and the people that you care about. And we would love it if you would take a second to give us a five-star review to help future family members just like you find us. I leave you with this. In life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you believe, plan, and expect. Let's do this. 